College Basketball Insider. Some news and notes from around the world of college basketball. In-studio correspondent for WFAN and CBS Sports Radio. Attention please to John Rothstein. Please report <laughs> to St. The Insider's Insider. Joining us now with his thoughts and to break it down, John Rothstein. It's College Hoops Today with John Rothstein. Let's put the women and children to bed and go looking for dinner. John Rothstein here on the College Hoops Today podcast. Later in this show, we'll be joined by Duke head coach John Shire. I want to remind you to subscribe to the College Hoops Today podcast on Apple Podcasts. We want to be your Bible for the college basketball season and beyond. We are the only college basketball podcast coming to you 52 weeks out of the calendar year. Also want to remind you to check out the College Hoops Today fan page on Facebook. Give us a like. Give us a review. Let us know what you think of the product we're bringing to you 52 weeks out of the calendar year. And also send me your questions on Twitter. I'll get to them later in this podcast. I'm at John Rothstein. That's John J-O-N. A reminder to find and listen to the College Hoops Today podcast on all the popular podcast platforms. Make sure to subscribe, like, and rate the show. And please feel free to leave us comments. And also check out collegehoopstoday.com for breaking news, podcast archives, stories, and analysis on the greatest sport that we have on our globe. And I want to let you know today's episode of the College Hoops Today podcast being sponsored by Geico. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters insurance. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. And now we've got you set for all your Geico needs. We are on the cusp right now of the NCAA's early entry withdrawal deadline for the 2022 NBA draft. That is Wednesday, which is tomorrow at 11.59 Eastern, which means we are inching closer towards full clarity for next season. We saw a number of players make announcements over the weekend. Arkansas's Jalen Williams, probably the most prominent. And between now and Wednesday at 11.59 Eastern, we will have more key players make their decisions. That means we're going to have a much better idea, with the exception of a few key transfers who are still left in the portal, to have an idea of what next season is going to look like in college basketball. And again, we're inching towards full clarity. Now, Next season is going to look different in a lot of different ways. A lot of that is contingent, obviously, on what decisions are made between now and 11.59 on Wednesday night. But it's also going to be much different because for the first time in a long time, in about four decades, Duke is going to have somebody other than Mike Krzyzewski as its head coach. That man is John Shire, and he makes his inaugural appearance on the College Hoops Today podcast with John Rothstein coming up next. We are entering a new chapter of Duke basketball. Mike Krzyzewski no longer the head coach of the Blue Devils. Duke will have a new coach for the first time since the early 1980s. He is John Shire. He makes his inaugural appearance on the College Hoops Today podcast with John Rothstein. And John, for you personally, first off, how unique is it still to be announced as Duke's head coach? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting used to it a little bit, but of course it's, uh, you know, one guy's been called the head coach of Duke for 42 years. So if there wasn't an adjustment, I think something would be wrong with that. But it's exciting. It's a, it's a blessing and also feel at the same time we're ready to rock and roll and move forward. And, uh, 
you know, continue to uh, carry this legacy forward. John, what have been the biggest changes in your day-to-day routine starting with the day after the North Carolina game in the Final Four? John, I just go back to the the, the value of time. You know, it's uh, <laughs> there's a lot that you have to do as a head coach, uh, but there's even more now with the landscape and the decisions you have to make and the amount that you need to be informed on. So for me, uh, it's really planning my days a lot better. You know, the night before, I make sure I know exactly what I'm doing, sure. organize, staff is uh, on the same page, and uh, it's been great so far, but you definitely feel the – you don't feel like you've you've gone home after a day's work and it's over, and you've got everything accomplished that you wanted to. There's always something that you want to continue to do. So it's something that I felt, and I'm sure that, that feeling won't go away anytime soon. And, you know, it's an interesting type of dynamic because you're obviously enduring, as you just really alluded to, all the time kind of commitments that goes along with being the head coach at a place like Duke. But last summer, you kind of had to be the steward of the program from a recruiting perspective because Coach K did not go on the road last summer because you were recruiting for your first recruiting class. Did having that experience kind of almost serve as somewhat of a dress rehearsal for one of the key aspects of the job? Yeah, well, I don't know if you can call it a dress rehearsal, John, because you feel like your 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 butt's still on the line end of the day. <laughs> so if uh, you know it was, you had to come to play, and right, and we built amazing relationships. Uh, these guys believed in in Duke. They believed in our staff and our vision going forward. And I'm thankful that they did because it's it's a great group we have coming in. I think they're going to be. Uh, part of a really exciting team but it's an it's an exciting class and you know you find what works for you as a head coach and then the day my job was to support coach k the best that i possibly could and now you know you're figuring out okay here's what you believe in fully and how we're going to continue to move forward and and you know really like like you mentioned the first uh opportunity we had to do that was through recruiting uh this past summer so uh, to, to think a, a year later, we're in this position with the two classes we have at this moment coming in, and then the following year, really proud of that, and we have a lot of work to a lot of work to do, uh, but we're in we're in a good spot right now. You know, John, it's interesting because you are the one who's obviously going to be the steward of Duke basketball moving forward right now. But I'm curious when you were recruiting this class that is obviously loaded with, you know, five-star recruits, what was your pitch to these prospects about being the first-class post-Coach K? Well, one thing I said, John, was, you know, it's exciting to be a part of Coach K's last season, but, you know, arguably you look at the history of successions, right? You look at whether whether you look at sport or beyond sport, you know, it's a pivotal time when you go through the transition. And so the opportunity not only to play because uh, – I think all these guys knew we were going to lose a lot. So there's a there's an immediate opportunity and impact they can make. But this opportunity in this moment in time at Duke University and then with our staff to move forward is a great one that they didn't feel they could pass up. And, you know, I think that's made us uh, – we have a really close group already just uh, when you start with that foundation. And, you know, we'll continue to get to know each other better this summer but that's really a main message and then honestly john just like anything building the trust building a great relationship telling them the way that you see it and 
you know, our staff has done a terrific job with that as well. And, uh, you know, it's given us, like I said, a great foundation. Duke head coach John Shire joined the College Hoop Today podcast with John Rothstein. Well, here's something I'm really curious about. You were a starting guard when Mike Krzyzewski won a national championship in 2010. You were, I still remember seven years ago, the young assistant in 2015 when Duke won a national championship in 2015. And now you're the successor to Mike Krzyzewski at Duke. How has the John Shire-Coach K relationship evolved from obviously being somebody who he recruited to now being somebody who's replacing him? Yeah, it's only grown, and you know he he yelled at me more when I was a uh, eighteen year old in my my freshman <laughs> year when I won get back on defense, and and now to think our relationship has grown where it's it's a great friendship, and you know this year we've had some just organic great conversations about Duke, about this job, about life, and uh, as I look back, of course, winning a national championship with him as a player and as a coach. Uh, going to Final Fours are really special, but for me, it's those moments of just organic, great conversation, and that's something I'll always cherish, John. Well, John, now it's obviously going to be time to tell your story a little bit, and we knew about John Shire, the player, and we're going to know about John Shire, the coach, but what was the genesis for John Shire about wanting to be a coach whenever he couldn't play anymore? Yeah, I, I, I have some memories I remember when I was as, as young as 10 years old and, you know, I had a passion for uh, playing, of course, but I also had a play, uh, passion for strategizing how to beat someone else and uh, what better way to do that than, than coach. And so I have notebooks when I was literally 10 years old of drawing plays up and drawing rosters, schedules of college teams and, Looking back, it's funny. I have a lot of plays that I've, I drew up when I was young, and they're named after you know college teams that I would watch and take from them. But I don't have one of Duke. And so <laughs> I think it's pretty ironic looking back. But for me, John, it's at a young age. I thought it would happen after I played a long time in the NBA. And, you know, God had other plans for me, and I'm, I'm thankful, you know, to be in this position. Uh, but starting early really – uh, when I was 25 years old, I came back, and that really set me up where I could be a young head coach. Well, and obviously you came back, and you were part of the staff that won a national championship in 2015, and you were part of a staff that went to a Final Four this year. I know that every team, especially a team with the caliber of Duke's program, wants to end its season with a national championship. But looking back on it now, how surreal was it for Duke and North Carolina to play in a Final Four and the fact that you were a part of that? Yeah, it was surreal. You know, it's, it, I've, I'm very thankful to be a part of some incredible environments, uh, special moments. And you walk out on the floor, you walk out on the floor in that game, you could tell it was a, a different buzz. And, you know, there's my third Final Four I've been a part of, and it was just a different feeling. And, of course, there's heartbreak when you lose. There's disappointment. Uh, you're also proud of going to a Final Four. Uh, but – you want to be, I mean, it's an old man in the arena. You want to be in those moments. And both teams were. It was a heck of a game. Uh, and it wasn't, it wasn't that one team played bad, the other team played great. They made one more play than we did down the stretch. And that's something to take away and learn from. Uh, but, you know, it was a special moment for sure. You know, 
I'm curious because the one thing I've always marveled at from afar, obviously being on this beat now close to 20 years, is just how in defeat Coach K can always see, obviously, the silver lining. I remember, you know, obviously in 2014 when Duke lost to Mercer, he went in and congratulated Mercer in their locker room after winning, obviously, such a miraculous upset. And then a year later when you beat Wisconsin in 2015, you know, your staff hugged at the final buzzer but he gathered himself to console Bo Ryan and embrace Bo Ryan after the game. Considering this was the final time that he was going to coach, what was the message that he had for your staff and your players after you fell short against North Carolina? Yeah, he, it was, he felt for our players. You know, they, they poured their hearts out. Uh, and they were put in a position this year that, you know, really no other teams were put in just by the nature of that tension and pressure. And look, all I know is you're playing Michigan State in the second round. You're losing down the stretch. That's a, you know, Coach K's last season, that's that's some big-time pressure. Whether, right. you know, we didn't talk about it, but you can feel that. And our guys came through big time, you know, all season, all season long. And so, uh, you know, for me, just very – very proud of them and that's what he talked about being proud uh and you know you're disappointed of course but uh that was his main message duke head coach john shire joined the college Hoops today podcast with john rothstein well john let's turn the page right now to your first season as you obviously sit with your staff and start game planning and looking ahead your initial thoughts on the team that you're going to coach during your first tour as head coach in durham yeah it's i'm i'm really excited i think we're it's a very versatile group uh you know, we have great size, and we don't necessarily have a lot of experience coming back. You know, Jeremy Roach is going to be the main guy. Uh, Jalen Blakes, uh, who, you know, grew up a lot this past year, two returning players, and, you know, Trevor has a decision to make as well. But this group we have coming in, you had Ryan Young, uh, great balance, great versatility. And, you know, we feel, John, it's a team that can, we can really be a uh, – uh, really strong defensive group with our length and athleticism so excited to get them here learn more about each of them individually and on a personal basis you know when you get a chance to be on the court with them uh and then we'll get a chance to put the team together and uh be ready to go it's gonna be a tough tough schedule beginning of the year but really feel that makes you uh when you can be battle tested towards as you get to march and uh hopefully april uh we'll be better for it well, you mentioned Trevor Keels, and obviously we're on the heels right now and a little bit more than 36 hours away from the NCAA's NBA draft early entry withdrawal deadline. Are you moving forward planning for Trevor Keels to be back next season, or are you moving forward and planning that he's not going to be back? I think you have to plan for both, John. And, you know, we've been in constant communication with Trevor, support whatever decision he ultimately makes. And, you know, as you go through the process, just like anything, you need to think about, one, being there for Trevor first and foremost, and then also at the same time where Duke is in it, where our team is in a great position uh, to move forward. And, uh, you know, no one appreciates Trevor more, understands the value that he brings to a team more than I do. Uh, but we'll just have to be there for him, and uh, we we'll, should have some clarity soon enough. You know, you mentioned, obviously, the need for some veteran, you know, players around obviously this talented freshman class but the freshman class that you have assembled has blue chip talent give me just your thoughts and synopsis on how from you know from a class in terms of guys that haven't played yet kind of compare to some of the other great classes you've been a part of here the last five to seven years 
Yeah, we feel it has a chance to be really one of the special classes. And, you know, if you look at the group, John, as a whole, you know, it's, uh, you know, of course, Derek Whitehead and Jaden Shute and Mark Mitchell, Kyle Filipowski, Derek Lively, and then, you know, also Christian Reeves, who we feel can really develop over time. But, you know, I mentioned versatility. It's uh, they're winners, you know, high Q. Uh, these guys have been a part of McDonald's Hoop Summit. Uh, Jordan game they've played on, you know, Derek won a national championship. Mark, Mark's team was the number one ranked team in the country all year. So they know what it's like to play the highest level of high school basketball. I think that'll prepare them really well to make the transition. Uh, they're competitive. And all of these, all of them, John, they, they want to play with other really good players, which will make them better. And, you know, I go back to the, I think one of the best compliments you can give a guy is they're a winner and we feel we have a, a bunch of them coming in duke coach john shire on the college Hoops Day podcast with john rothstein well john you're going to be obviously implementing your own system with that talented freshman class and the ancillary pieces around them as you now you know kind of try to shepherd duke moving forward how do you make sure that you're putting your own stamp on the program while still heeding coach k's advice obviously when you and he talk about things yeah, it's, uh, you know, for me, John, it's, it's being myself, but it's, it's, uh, I have great clarity of who I am. Like, I'm not trying to be somebody that I'm not. I think it starts with that. Uh, you know, I love the staff we brought in. You know, we feel the experience and the chemistry I've already had with Chris Carrawell, Emil Jefferson, adding Jay Lucas, adding Mike Schrage. We feel it's a terrific staff. And, you know, really, you got to follow your instincts. End of the day, and you see some great examples of it. And you know, there's you know, Ime Udoka's uh, first year coach and playing in the finals. And you know, there's some great examples of scenes just of coaches following their instincts. And you know, our program is based on you think about all the success, but really, it's handling adversity. And we know there's going to be adversity that comes our way this year and any year as we go forward. Uh, but just sticking with it and being true to what I believe in and what we believe in, uh, I think will set us up uh, to be really successful. Well, and you mentioned adversity, and part of that comes, you know, when you have young teams at Duke with a difficult early schedule. And, you know, you're going to obviously be in the Champions Classic. You're going to be in the PK-85. You're going to obviously also have the opportunity to do something that's obviously kind of part of the deal when you're the head coach at Duke, and that's play a game every year in Madison Square Garden. I know that Duke is going to be playing in the Jimmy V Classic next December. Do we have an opponent yet for the Blue Devils lined up? I wish we did, John. I, uh, we're, we're waiting, and uh, we're we're ready to go on our end, but uh, we're still still figuring out who that is that we're going to play. Well, it's another top-flight game that we will look forward to here in New York. And a final thing, John, you know, there's going to be so many questions about, obviously, you know, being the, the coach who follows Coach K and obviously what a legacy that's going to be to continue. But from your perspective, I think it's different because you understand, obviously, what goes in to playing at Duke because you did and you won a national championship 12 years ago. How will playing at Duke prepare you for coaching at Duke in the seat you're now going to occupy? Yeah, it's it's different, right? And, you know, you feel uh, uh, the responsibility, but also the uh, being a marked man as a player. And I also feel my experience, not just, you know, as a freshman, I, I always played, but I played different roles and I played off the ball, on the ball, started, came off the bench. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And, you know, as a pro, I've sometimes I had DNPs, you know, so being in those different positions, I think as a coach, it just gives you greater empathy. And end of the day, I want all of our, my players to know I'm not asking them to do anything I haven't done myself. When you talk about putting in the work or an extra suicide, whatever, whatever that means. And so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm grateful to be coaching at a place that I fully believe in. I've made this decision to come back to Duke three times. One as a recruit, mm. one as an assistant coach, and then obviously this last time to be the head coach, which uh, I couldn't be more grateful for. Well, John, we appreciate a couple minutes. Know how busy you are. You alluded to that with the time constraints now as a head coach, so we thank you for that. Uh, All the best in the July recruiting period, and look forward to staying connected along the way. John, thanks so much, man. We'd like to thank Duke head coach John Shire for joining the College Hoops Day podcast with John Rothstein. Want to remind you, subscribe to the College Hoops Day podcast with John Rothstein on Apple Podcasts. We want to be your Bible for the college basketball season and beyond. We are the only college basketball podcast coming to you 52 weeks out of the calendar year. Also want to remind you to check out the College Hoops Today fan page on Facebook. Give us a like. Give us a review. Let us know what you think of the product we're bringing to you 52 weeks out of the calendar year. And also a reminder to find and listen to the College Hoops Today podcast on all the popular podcasts podcast platforms make sure to subscribe like and rate the show and please feel free to leave us comments and also check out collegehoopstoday.com for breaking news podcast archive stories and analysis on the greatest sport that we have on our globe and time now for our social media portion of the college hoops today podcast with john rothstein send me your questions on twitter i'm at john rothstein that's john j-o-n and our first question is going to come from Sean McNamara. And it's, John, what is the ceiling for Providence this year? I don't know about the ceiling for Providence yet because I need to see them practice. But I like what Providence did through the transfer portal. Like the addition of Clifton Moore from LaSalle, Bryce Hopkins from Kentucky, Noah Locke from Louisville, and obviously Devin Carr from South Carolina. With Jared Bynum back, the talented guard who had a great season last year and an all-Big East first-team player, I think Providence should expect to be in the NCAA tournament. Terry Capper wants to know, where do you see Illinois finishing in the Big Ten this year? Look, Illinois did really, really well in the transfer portal. Got Terrence Shannon Jr. from Texas Tech. Got Matthew Meyer from Baylor. He announced over the weekend they have a nice piece back up front in Coleman Hawkins. Love the upside of R.J. Melendez. Sky Clark is a highly touted freshman guard. But returning talent is more important than incoming talent in college basketball. Right now, college hoops today in the Rothstein 45, I have Illinois at 35th. I think that's where they are right now, probably 5th, 6th, 7th in the Big Ten. As of now, that could obviously change depending on how they gel and mesh. Our next question come from, comes from Zach Lightfoot, and he wants to know, John, why do you always rank Texas Tech so low? I mean, look, I think Mark Adams did a sensational job last year. I voted him Big 12 Coach of the Year. But when you look at Texas Tech right now, and this is a transitional point from what I just talked about with Illinois, when you look at Texas Tech right now compared to other teams in the Big 12, Kansas, Baylor, Texas, TCU, all four of those teams have returning personnel. The only players back from the run for the Sweet 16 for Texas Tech last year are Clarence Nadolny and also Kevin O'Banner. Now, do I think Mark 
Adams is going to mold that team to a really good team in an NCAA tournament team? Absolutely. But I can't rank them ahead of teams in the Big 12, the best conference in college basketball, who have key players back like Kansas, Baylor, TCU, and Texas. TCU, I think, is a dark horse Final Four team in 2022. And five good nuggets this weekend is being brought to you by Geico. How would you love a chance to save some money on car insurance? Geico can help. Switch today and see all the ways you could save with great rates and discounts. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com and get a rate quote and get started seeing how much you could save. Now, let's get to those nuggets. Five good nuggets. Five. Five. Six. No, five. But you were close. Nugget number one, all eyes on Fort Worth. Jamie Dixon set to return now. Five starters from a team that nearly beat Arizona and reached the Sweet 16. Mike Miles, Damian Baugh, Charles O'Bannon Jr., Manuel Miller, and Eddie Lampkin. TCU, a dark horse Final Four team in 2022. Nugget number two, the beast of the Big East. Piggybacking off the greatness of the Big 12, I think there's a legitimate chance that the Big East could be the second best conference in college basketball next season. I'm not sure if there's a team in the sport, okay, that can really feel as good in terms of a conference perspective as what the Big East teams have felt via the transfer portal. I think the conference has done the, as good in the transfer portal as any in college basketball. And if you're looking at teams and conferences, when you look at every single team in the Big East, each team did pretty well during the transfer portal. Nugget number three, an irreplaceable hog. Arkansas's Jalen Williams, as I mentioned at the top of the podcast, staying in the 2022 NBA draft. This is a big loss for Arkansas. Williams, one of the great intangible big men, one of the great intangible players in the sport that leaves a hole in the middle for Eric Musselman squad. Nugget number four, palpable buzz in Laramie. Wyoming got big news last week and Hunter Maldonado announced he'll be returning to school next season with Maldonado and Graham EK. Wyoming has two All-Mountain West first-team players. Wyoming looks like a borderline top 25 team to start next season. Will compete for a Mountain West championship with San Diego State next year in the regular season in the Mountain West. And remember, Wyoming added Three Pac-12 transfers, Ethan Anderson and Max Ogbong Polo from USC and Jake Kyman from UCLA. Nugget number five, Maui Mayhem. Six teams currently in my Rothstein 45. Creighton, Arkansas, Arizona, Ohio State, San Diego State, and Texas Tech will play in next year's Maui Invitational. The other two teams, Louisville and Cincinnati. Right now, this looks like the best early season conference tournament. Going to be a huge week for all teams involved for resume building. Again, six teams in the Rothstein 45 over at collegehoopstoday.com are going to play in the Maui Invitational. The other two, Cincinnati and Louisville. Not too shabby. I would like to thank Duke head coach John Shire for joining the College Hoops Today podcast with John Rothstein. We'll be back next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. This was the College Hoops Today podcast with John Rothstein. Rothstein.